going on, everybody? Jorge Aquino coming to you live and direct right here out of the west side of the PHX. It's Tormenting Tarmac. Enthusiasts never die. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Date of recording is the day before Halloween. It's Hallow's Eve, but by the time that you're listening to this, you might be getting ready to go ahead and celebrate your Thanksgiving holiday, and that'll be beautiful. Um, we've got uh, a full lineup of guests here tonight. I'm joined by three spectacular individuals from all different facets of the car scene, not just from Phoenix, but also we got Southern California calling in the building too. Um, I'll go ahead and introduce everybody, but I'll go ahead and do a couple of plugs. You can, of course, find Tormenting Tarmac on Instagram at Tormenting Tarmac. And you can go ahead and find us streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and all that good stuff. And uh, let's go ahead and get started into introducing a couple of different people here. The first person that I'm going to go ahead and be introducing was just on the podcast not too long ago. That happens to be the shop bitch over at Echelon Autosports, my main <laughs> man, Matt Mika. What's going on, Matt? Hola. How's it going? It's great to see you, my friend. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure, man. You know I love you, and obviously yeah, that was that that was clearly a very <laughs> a, a joke. He's got that on his IG handle. No, so, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> a very and real it, thing. It's a very it, according to them, it is a very very real thing. Also from Echelon Autosports, the other individual that I have on this podcast here tonight happens to be one of my very good friends and uh, someone who I owe a ton of gratitude and will continue to go ahead and owe a lot of gratitude within this car community and someone who I have a ton of respect for and we've just become very good friends over the last couple of years. That happens to be my my good buddy, the goat, Cody Nagowski, CJN Photography. My brother, what's going on? How are you? You're too nice. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I am nice because I have the utmost respect for everyone that comes on this podcast and everyone that comes on this podcast means something to me in some way, shape or form. So when you come on, it is an absolute treat, my friend, and it is great to see you. Fair warning to anyone that listens or watches Tormenting Tarmac. Cody's going to be on the pod at multiple times within the next couple of months. I'm just giving you a warning. Right now, um, we are up to shenanigans a couple different times, and we are going to be doing Knights of the Photography Roundtable Part 2 to end this year, and we are very excited. So there's a little preview for you, but just so you know, Cody's going to be on the pod a couple different times, and just get ready for it because, well, you know, Cody says a lot of crap, and it's always fun. So there you go. And then last but not least... Um, a newcomer to the podcast and someone who is doing absolutely awesome things over in Southern California, that being Devin Sutter, Faster LLC of Cargroms over in SoCal. My brother, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, brother. It's it's a nice sunny day in San Diego right now and I'm fired up after a long weekend. Hell yeah, man. Um, it's great to see you and it's great to have you on. Um, you're doing absolutely amazing things over in, in, in California. Um, I mean, I've literally just watched like two of the car ground videos earlier today. And I was like, man, I need to get back out to SoCal immediately. <laughs> and do, and uh, I out here for sure. No, I know it's, it's the best. I mean, and I mean, that's saying something because, you know, me and Matt and Cody, like, you know, we're out here in Phoenix and Scottsdale's doing it real big. I mean, this past, this past weekend, which by the time that everybody's listening to it, it will have been a, a few weekends by now, but you know, we had the, um, the tires and time pieces car show over at Hamra jewelers in downtown Scottsdale. And dude, that was lit, man. It was really spectacular. The amount of cars that were there was unbelievable. I mean, Diablo SVs, um, Aston one seven sevens, um, Enzo, no, uh, yellow Enzo, a silver CGT, um, <laughs> 
I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no LFAs. No, but honestly, it was pretty. It was pretty gosh darn spectacular. A ton of nine elevens. Um, oh, a three hundred SL convertible. Like that was pretty dope. I mean, there there was a ton of stuff, and like you know, just a forever reminder that you know Phoenix has got it going on. But we're not going to be talking about that necessarily tonight. We're going to be talking about Devin, and we're going to be talking about Cody, and we're going to be talking about Matt, and all the shenanigans that you guys are always up to. If I'm not mistaken, this past weekend, you guys were just hanging out, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Like, Cody couldn't even take my phone call because he was in the middle of driving back from California, and he was going through absolute areas with trash reception, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that is correct. Awesome. Um, but let's, so let's kind of get started because, um, you know, I've known Cody for, for now about a couple of years and Matt, I've known him for a little bit now too. Um, and you know, Cody's been on the pod several times and, you know, he always tells me, you know, there's, there's, there's been, there's three particular people that he feels are kind of like his his go-tos that, that, that have helped him continue to establish himself everywhere he goes. It's got, of course, shout out to Tyler. And then shout out to Blake. And then the other person happens to be you, Devin. Anytime that he's doing something wild in California, you're not too far in front, right? So how was it that the three of you like came together to kind of form this like little dynamic trio that you where you guys just kind of do everything and anything that you want? Uh well, so I met Cody. I think we were at a PFS rally. It was the first time I even saw him which shout out Logan. He puts on some pretty good stuff. Nice. Just sitting over there. He's like, yeah, man, I took photos, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, this guy's chill. Like I'd, I'd like to hang out with this dude. I think it was the week. I can't even remember, but I think I was in the pista. And then we just kind of connected. And then next time he came out, I, I can't remember what next time I came out. We haven't even known each other for a full year, which is crazy. I think about it. And I just met Matt randomly showed up in Palm Springs <laughs> on Verduno and, like oh can, like let's go do something i'm like dude who is this kid <laughs> like just he's pulling his teeth out in the huira i'm like dude what's going on he's on something else just just wild things man just ever since <laughs> fun just fun times all right awesome. it's hard not to be smiling when we're all together that's the problem oh you my cheeks are gonna hurt when this is all over bro i'm telling you yeah. right now no, I know. And that's what I love about it, because you can tell the dynamics. Absolutely incredible, dude. Um, I mean, I've already, re- you know, you, every single time you and I do something, it's always smile inducing. I mean, we just didn't that SVJ thing was like something that was something I'll forever cherish. And, and then, you know, when Matt and I recorded, it was just smile inducing me, you, Derek. Shout out to Derek, of course. I hope he's listening. And then that's the other thing. Like I'm watching Cargrom's videos earlier today, which Devin's is a huge part of and that whole crew. And I'm sure we're going to go ahead and shout them all out tonight. But like I'm watching the GTA 6 and real life video, which is the last one that you guys put up. By the way, let's go ahead and do a couple of other social media plugs because I plugged myself like a selfish man. Let's, let's plug everybody else. <coughs> Excuse me. You can go ahead and find Matt at bruh underscore 86 on Instagram. Um, If you're into like fun, like retro vintage film stuff, he loves doing that, especially for special occasions. He just dropped heat today, an LFA, an MC12 Corsa in an in a in and out parking lot, which is just straight fire. And then, thank of course, you, you. no, of course, it's the thank you for dropping the heat. It almost broke my phone. And then it almost broke my phone. And then Cody actually fully broke it when he went ahead and dropped his 918 set earlier today. And of course, you can find Cody at CJN Photography. 
um, whether you want digital stuff. And then when he drops modern stuff on film, it's literally, it makes me throw my phone because it's burning my hand usually. Um, and then uh, you can go ahead and find Devin at Faster LLC, um, which I love that name because it's like he just made an LLC out of Faster, and I kind of love that. Um, and then is it at Cargroms? Is that right? Yeah, it's just literally just Cargroms. Cargroms, perfect. So you can go ahead and find that on Instagram as well as on YouTube. But uh, there it is. That's a beautiful sticker right there. Um, just to tick over 70,000 subscribers right now. Congratulations to you guys, by the way. You guys are killing it. But I was watching the GTA in real life video earlier today, dude. And I was just like, smiles the entire way through. It's like seven minutes of me just like looking like a complete idiot. Thank you. Thankfully, nobody else is recording my reaction on the other side. But like, so let's kind of start there, Devin. Like you and the whole crew, Hargroms, like how did that actually come about? And how long has it been going on? So Cargroms, like basically, there's a couple uh, dudes in OC that I usually hang out with uh, about two years ago. Actually, longer than two years ago. So that friend group has been a lot, like since my freshman year in high school. So that's been about six-ish, seven years. I mean, we just like, we used to go surf and then always used to be around cars. But back then, I like the GTR was the only car he had. Ethan had uh, an SV, so okay. not bad at all. Uh, not at he, all. He was still messing around with the shitty BMWs. That just never ran. Uh, he had an E30 that worked once, and when it worked, he ran into a wall. Um, <laughs> so so we kind of met, and we always like surfing, which is what the Grom term comes from in car Groms. And then, like, my, my dad used to always just say, like, oh, dude, wh where are the car groms at? Because, like, I'd have my surfing buddies, and then there'd be the car friends who also surf, so then it was the car groms. And then we were, like, everyone kind of started asking us, like, dude, you do this crazy, crazy stuff around cars. Like, why don't you, like, film it and all that stuff? I was, like, yeah, I guess, like, that makes sense. And, like, the big part of, like, Ethan Ethan wanted to do it mostly. And we're, like, yeah. So, like, we just kind of picked that up and started and kind of filmed what we do with cars and put that on the internet, I guess, the best way to put it. Nice. And how long has Car Grumps now been on uh, going live now for? About a year and three months, I think. But let me ask you, because like everybody on this call can attest to this. Like we've all kind of been growing up watching car YouTube for like now 10, 15 years. <laughs> did you find it hard? Did you and your and, and your homies all find it like relatively difficult to try and get into that space where you know, I mean, the, the word oversaturated can get thrown around, but at times, like we can look at car car YouTube and be like, man, there's a lot of them out there. Yet somehow, some way, you guys are really making your mark, like bringing something fantastic to the table. Like, what what was the thought process behind all that? Did you did you was that something that crossed your mind at any point? I mean, we just kind of like like a lot of people in the community were asking, like, dude, you guys do this crazy stuff. You're always in crazy cars. Like, why don't you? film it because like i'd love to watch that and i was like yeah so we put out our first video of the year and three months ago we took out uh i was in the piece of spider ethan took out the 812 in largo and it was just dumping rain yeah and we took those both out in the rain and it was it was first off super fun but then we also just threw a camera around and just kind of went with the thing and then ever since we just kind of do stuff and then whenever we do the stuff we do anyways we just film it you know like yeah. there's always a camera and so i don't know it's just like just kind of popped up really i it's it's a great dynamic and um 
even me watching it, I was still like saying to myself, I'm like, not everybody else can pull this off in a, in a, in a time where anybody can go ahead and have access to a camera. It's still, it, it, it's still something that takes talent and it, it, it takes passion. And I think that you guys are really, really, um, the poster childs for that. And it's like really, really cool. Cody, I've always told you, bro, like since the very beginning, since I met you, um, and by the way, I'm, you know what? Let me just bring this up right now because we're going to, well, we're talking. Um, the last time Cody was on back in June, uh, we, 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 not a bet. It was a motivational thing for one another. Tormenting Tormac to get to a thousand followers by the end of the year. Although Cody said that he wanted me to get to two, that's likely not going to happen. And I said, oh, Cody, you can, you, I think you can get a hundred K by the end of the year. Uh, well, I mean, it is, it is October, but Cody's been at a hundred case for like a month now so congratulations my friend mass massive massive congratulations but i'm just gonna ask you this what is it that you feel that you have about yourself that you have this gravitational pull that you know people want to hang out with you and i don't mean that as a bad thing in a sense of like oh why do people want to hang out with you i mean that as a good thing because i feel like and I've told you this, I constantly tell you this because you and I are good friends. There's something about you that I feel like you allow things to gravitate towards you in a way that you don't even understand it sometimes. You know, you've got people like Devin who like me, I mean, he said it on this, on this pod already. He's like, oh, I saw Cody. I met him and it's, he, he already got that chill vibe from you. He knew that, oh yeah, no, Nagowski, he's a cool dude. What do you think it is about you and your place in car culture that allows you to go ahead and bring people towards you like that? Well, I think a lot of it is just the authenticity. Like I don't bullshit anybody. You can have multi-millions of dollars. Or you can have $10 in your bank account. I'm going to treat you the same way either way. Honestly, I don't really care. Like right. we just happen to do crazy stuff all the time. It's like, I'm not wealthy by any means, but I take cool pictures and like, I like to hang out. And I know a lot about cars. Like mm -hmm. there's a story that we're, I don't know if we're allowed to tell yet or not, but saved a, saved a friend some money this weekend. Hey, listen, 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 this podcast hasn't come out for like another three and a half weeks. So if there's, if there's like a deadline that you guys can't hit, it'll probably be no past this if you want to tell, tell me a story. It's, you're we'll welcome just, to do we'll so. We'll just say, we'll just say it's a good thing. I know my way around a vehicle. All right, you want to hear the story? We'll yes, let's back. hear the story. Let's. I don't know. If you, do you, are you sure, Devin? So we were messing around with a certain car this weekend, um, <laughs> known as a, as a as a nine eighteen spider, um, and we were just we were just driving it. I took it on the track earlier, and uh, one of the tires debeated off the wheel. Oh, man. Um, and if you know anything about nine eighteens, those are very expensive mag wheels, and nine eighteens obviously not a cheap car. So this tie, but somehow we walk over there and the wheel is sitting above the ground. The fender wall is not even touched. It debeated just onto the inside and was holding the wheel up. It was a very weird situation. And then we were at the place and we were talking to these people and they're like, well, we have to put it on a tow bed because like you can't lift it because 918s don't like they're special. Like you can't lift it with the normal jack. And then Cody's over here. He's like, well, I've lifted like so many 918s and that's just bullshit. <laughs> Cody is sitting over here doing his little mechanic work and just, just like a, just a Porsche tech, you know, 
rips that wheel right off and there's zero damage which first off saved so much money because those things for are sure yeah. and then got it off went and throw the other wheel on and called it a day and cody just decided it was like yeah i'm just gonna do it so <laughs> that's ballsy dude because no, what's what... can't stand, like if if they would have got a tow truck jorge they would have damaged more. the wheel they would have damaged the wheel those one thousand percent yeah yeah. Good thing. Luckily, no, it's. I mean, like, it. it I, was like, I was like, Matt, get under the car, record where the jack points are because it's like you have to be blind to not see them. Like I'm not even. Yeah, it's like the most blind. It's like the most obvious jack point. Like, yeah, you need a special like tool to get it up, and like this, this, and that, and like we've literally jacked one up at the shop before. It's like it's fine. So we did it, and they were like, "Oh, well, I didn't know you could do it that way." It's like it was easy. Cody fucking had that wheel off in minutes. You know what the problem is with like some of these, tow- and I don't mean any disrespect to any tow truck drivers or anything of this, uh, anything like that, because I'm sure that you know these guys, you know, they're just making a living. The problem is though, they are diff, they are dealing with such a variety of a spectrum of a price point of cars yeah. that you know, they some of them aren't necessarily fully aware of what you can do with a million dollar plus because what's that, that's what a 918 is now going for, right? Are we in the millions? I like it. We're touching two million. Are we touching two million on 918s now? Yeah. Literally, we just we just hit a million for a 918 the other day. And then I mean, what what was the one that autos I know it was a it was a CGT, but then the CGT like hit 1.8, almost two the other day, like nine months ago. We're not gonna talk about CGT numbers because 918s are way better. Which is funny. Okay. But I have to call this out because it's not like Cody hasn't featured CGTs on CGA Photography's Instagram account. <laughs> there's, the only, there's okay, a, you know what? here's a yeah. quick shout out. The only cool CGTs ever made come from Bo Nottohaus. The Falcon CGTs, baby. No, Are those the ones with the really cool wheels that were featured yes. in that set? Okay. Talk CGTs should drive into a lake. And if they don't drive into a lake, drive them to Bo Nottohaus, ask for Josh, and they'll figure it out. <laughs> Five wheels, lower inserts, everything, brother. Way Straight better. Pipe. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And but for for the for those who may not remember, for those who've been listening for a while, the first ever episode that Cody was on, it was is the Carrera GT overrated, featuring oh. CJN photography, and that was quite quite the title. That was not even clickbaity because he went off on a CGT various times in that podcast. But it, to this day, it lives rent free in my head. Um, and whatnot. By the way, I love that CLK GTR set. Um, so th- you were that was from like about a month ago, right, Cody? You were out in New York. Yeah, I was in Connecticut with uh, Connecticut. Yeah, Rob himself. Nice. Um, car is actually the owner of the green and tan car that I was mentioning earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that. You know, we were talking F40s for a second. Actually, right before we started recording, we we <laughs> we brought up the fact that LFAs are now about to hit, have now hit close to a million, if not a million, like for regular LFAs. Let's and go, so, <laughs> But a couple of people on this podcast were like, nah, that's wild that LFAs have now hit that price point. Oh, so, you know, <laughs> obviously Co- Cody drives around in a in a red or excuse me, very very dark orange LFA. Shout out to a uh, to Tyler, but n- not not to disrespect anyone, but like Devin, y- you clearly have some thoughts about an LFA. What what is it about it that you know you're like that's that's too much for that particular car? It sounds beautiful, right? The only issue I find with that car is like, and I think MSRP 
Okay, those cars were phenomenal. I think they should have been much more appreciated back then. You could buy something versus like a Senna, which gives you like two to three, or even an SVJ, which gives you so much more driving experience. That's wild to me. Um, that's just my personal. I think it's a really fun car. Like it's cool, but like the 2014 R35 GTR you could have bought for 80 grand beats it in like every way except for sound. And like right. you know, that's just my that's my take. I don't think a CGT yeah. should be worth a half either, but that's just personal. Devin. Yeah. Okay, Jorge. We're gonna stop this conversation right now because if we go into that theory and that logic, I'm gonna end his shit. Because he has a five million dollar Mercedes that could get walked by the hundred and fifty thousand dollar Viper in our garage. Straight <laughs> line, absolutely not. The front of track, maybe. It's stupid. Next, next question, Jorge. All right. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. Let, let's let's without disrespecting the LFA. Let's just have this conversation now, but in a different way. Cody, without it being the LFA. I'm going to ask Matt this question and I'm going to go around the board because we were all having some different answers earlier before we hit the record button. Matt, you get a milli. What's one car you're going to go ahead and bring into the garage between one and is one to two. Is that too big a discrepancy? Should we do like mill to mill and a half? I, I mean, I think, I think mill to mill and a half is fine. That's like I think a mil, good okay. range for cars. All right. So I mill would... to mill and a half. What are you going with Matt? I'm 100% going straight to an SVJ Roadster. And that is even under a mil, and that's fine with me. That is what I would spend that money on. I don't think there's another car for a couple more million dollars that I'd want over that car. I think the SVJ Roadster is top dog for me when it comes to supercars, and that would be my that'd be my go-to. All right. That's fair. Devin, what are you going for, a mil to mil and a half? I mean, you can <clears throat> find for a mil and a half, but like I feel like a 918 is not at that exact price point. No, it's hard. You have to really look. But yeah, you got to find a non YSAC high mileage car, but you can get one for 1.5. But like after experience of that car, it's it's so fun. But at that price point, I mean, I was talking to McLaren Senna's earlier, but then I was also talking SVJ Roadsters because like Matt said, the driving experience, like that car to drive doesn't feel good to drive, but the driving experience of that car is unmatched to anything I've ever touched. Wild. I still I need to experience a Senna. I mean, I've had my thoughts on tennis for a long time, but I mean, the problem with a Senna is, you know, and don't kill me for saying this, Cody. I mean, you know, I've driven a, a 720, but like they're too, it's almost a little bit too close between those two. And I mean, what's a 720 going for these days? 180? Yeah, because they're pieces of shit. <laughs> I never said they weren't. Horrible. I never I said they I'll say it out loud. I got you. All right, Cody. Mill to mill and a half. Not being not being an LFA. What do you? Where are you at? What's your head at? Shouldn't be an LFA regardless. God, that's a hard question because I don't really know a lot of cars that are like under a mill and a half, other than like the SVJ or an SV. Mm-hmm. Mercy SVs up there. Yeah, but that's not a cool car. I'm definitely. That's gonna don't don't quote that. Don't quote that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely, probably an SVJ Roadster. Hundred percent. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. I mean, SVJ Roadsters, I mean, you know, SVJs, Cody, you and I have very much firsthand experience. Like it, it it's an, an intoxicating, an intoxicating feeling 
something that like to this day, like it resonates with me in my heart um, and whatnot, just everything about it. Like it was my first time riding in a car of that nature, but it was just, it was cool. It's just a, such a cool car. And, you know, Lamborghini does such Lamborghini does crazy better than anyone else. Or at least I think they do. But, you know, we also have someone that that has rolled around in a Huayra. So actually, yeah, I because I haven't done a Koenigsegg yet. And I mean, we can make that happen some point in time. I have. (laughs) I haven't. (laughs) I think we need to change that, though. But there's there's a Huayra in your collection, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Devin? There is. There is a, a little blue carbon thing running around Orange County sometimes. I know, right? How how long has that been in your collection? If you don't mind me asking. So we had a older, like we had a Huayra Roadster, non okay. BC, and we had that for about a year. And then just recently we picked up the BC and the Roadster left the collection around, what was that, Car Week? So just before Car Week. Okay, so sometime in August? So no, just like like just before August, I'm trying to think if it was June or July. It was definitely June, very end of June. Yeah, I think it was end June. Um, um okay. That There's, thing is, so you guys yeah. have two of them, is that right? No, so one of them, one of them left. Okay. Uh, the fire roads are now with a guy named Brian Mann and Charlotte. Uh, left because it made no sense to have two two of them. So that left, and then we picked up the uh, MVBC, as it is now known. Gotcha. It's such a spectacular color. We're looking at it right now on on the Zoom feed. I know people aren't going to be watching this as a video, and that's fine. But it's if you want to go ahead and take a look at it, you can go ahead and find it both on Cody's Instagram page because he's featured it several times. And then you can go ahead and go to Devin's, more importantly, um, at Faster LLC. I, was that the one that's in the Chevron pick with the Senna? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, Let me tell you something. I am enamored with that set because I think it's fantastic. I featured it. I, I I I loved it so much that I texted Cody and I was like, Cody, can I feature this on TT real quick? He's like, of course. And it was so dope. You know, wireless to me are so different to a Zonda, Devin. Like it, it's a complete step up. It was something entirely radically different. Like they went ahead and took, they went from having the seven liter to then 7.3 liter V12 to now mm. going with the six liter V12 with the twins, you know, um, uh, the Merc, the Merc twin turbo that you can find in an SL65, which is funny because it's, it's that motor, but it's so much different. But yeah. what about the Wyra do you feel has been able to, because I feel like it's supplanted itself as one of those like hyper cars that are a must experience type vehicle. What do you think about it? It was that it was able to separate itself from what was the originality of the Zonda. So Zondas in my heart are like like my personal favorite car of all time is there's there's and I've been very blessed to meet the owner and talk to him multiple times about this vehicle. So there's a Rosso Dubai Zonda Cinque, which is my goat car. Um but I've just always liked Pagani in general because like once you start getting into these upper tier cars, yeah, start feeling like these certain brands are there's so much oversaturate saturation in hypercars right now, right? You have so mm-hmm. many different brands building hypercars and all that stuff. So what makes this different, right? It's not the fastest. It's not even close, right? That's not right. what the car is for. Like 
Coney Sutton. I mean, it is fast, but it's not the fastest. You're Trust absolutely me, right. Yeah, definitely not slow. I, yeah, it's not that. But I'm saying if, for hypercar wise, like we're talking Coney Seg up there, like it's just not right. And then Kevin, if you say it wrong one more time, I'm leaving the chat. Koenig Zeg. <laughs> he gives me you have one coming. You have one coming. Koenig Zeg. Koenig Zeg. Koenigsegg. All right. Anyway, so it's not Koenigsegg. That is this car. Like I can sit in this car for hours and notice something different about it every time. Right. It is so detailed down to that. Every single bolt on the car is made out of titanium and it costs them a hundred dollars to manufacture. Right. And the, the attention to detail on this car is not like any other brand in the world. And not only that, as being like a customer of that brand, they treat their clients better than any other brand ever. Like Ferrari has become one of like, I used to be a huge Ferrari fan is one of my least favorite brands because they are very moving away from the whole family aspect. It's kind of sad because I like some of their cars. Yeah, for sure. But you get in these very bespoke detail cars, right? So Coney Seg makes very few cars and Pagani makes very few cars. We have a Coney... Koenig said coming, right? <laughs> right. And it's just not the same. Like first time Pagani came in, got letters, right? They wish you happy birthday. They mm-hmm. wish other people that are just connected to you happy birthday. They handwritten letters too. This isn't no like, you know, some hand sign. They send them leather envelopes. They contact you about everything. You have a birthday, graduation. You, know, you just got married, anything, right? They reach out and they know. And they are the most relationship-based brand I have ever heard and experienced in my life. So it's not even just the car, because the car is beautiful. Right. There's no denying that. And the driving experience is nuts. It's mm-hmm. a 2,100-pound car with this. Well, MBBC has an 850-horsepower engine. Um, So it's pretty light and it's pretty fast, right? It's very scary to drive, actually. Mm-hmm. So I've driven. Um. But just the fact that Pagani as a brand itself has elevated itself above all the other ones in terms of that sense is what makes me really attracted towards that car. No, for sure. I mean, it, it, it it's funny because it used to be that when you looked at a Zonda and then now a Waira, you thought to yourself, oh, it just looks good. It doesn't drive that well. But I mean, I've seen videos of people driving Zondas at pace. I mean, the iconic top gear video of jeremy clarkson taking the zonda r rocking the headphones right because you can't hear him and that's the only way he can communicate through the camera and like he's talking about like all you do is pull the lever and all the savagery and wildry starts all over again and you know the zonda r in particular to me is such a special crazy thing because it's got the the it doesn't have the seven liter or the seven point three liter V twelve. It's got the six liter naturally reas- naturally aspirated race motor from Mercedes, which is yeah, it, it's one of the craziest engines ever created. But then they 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 kicked it up so many different levels with the Wira, and then like when you hit when you get boost in a wire. I mean, I've never experienced it right and. I'd love to some at some point, but like, I feel that when you hit boost in a Wyra, it's like it, cause it's already got torque, but then it gets that extra bit of torque. And it's just like a complete utter, I, I don't know, just 
foolishness. It's foolishness all the way up to like six and a half grand. And it starts all over again. And it's just when it hits you harder and harder every single time. And people look at the way that that car looks and say, it's just looks, but it's got nothing else after that. And it's like, no, Horatio made sure for the last 15, tw- no, actually, excuse me, now 20 years, right? Because how long has it been since Pagani has been? 25? Oh, that's right. It was late 90s. I apologize. So Horatio has always made sure that it's not just aesthetic. It's got it's got everything else to back it up. And yeah, we can say that about a lot of manufacturers, but you can't say it when it comes to someone as bespoke, like a boutique that is Pagani. Um, you can say it about Koenigsegg, but respectfully, I don't think a Koenigsegg looks as good as a Pagani. Um, it, it's a very different, and I mean that respectfully, of course. You know, we got, is that Ruthie behind you there? That really? is Ruthie. Yeah. Ruth. Yeah, I mean, Ruthie, Ruthie's ridiculous. And I've seen Ruthie all over the place. You've been plastering it all over everybody else's. I mean, that that is a crazy car. And it's good looking. But let's, I mean, we have to all be in agreement that it does not look as good as that. Right? I mean, we're not all that crazy, are we? Or maybe we are. I don't know, Cody, you telling me. I are you no that for- crazy? <laughs> no further comments. So this guy likes LFAs. Uh, if he had a good spec, maybe Rosso Dubai, that'd be sick. But everything's blue carbon. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I love the blue. I love the blue. So actually, you. I liked how you talked about Pagani, the way that they, they, they customize their client. And I wouldn't say customer. I think it's more of a client relationship per se, right? Um, you know, Cody, Cody and I talked about this back in June when we were discussed that he went to the Pagani Renuno. I, and I know that you were there as well, Devin. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was... Um, it was your it was your dad that went ahead and let Cody borrow the race suit. If I, is that right? Did I remember, remember yeah. that correctly? Shout out yeah. Damon. Massive Damon. shout out Damon. Yeah. Shout out Damon. <laughs> I mean, I love I, I, I've t- we talked about it then. We'll talk about it now. I love that video. Matt's literally filming Cody, puts the f- phone up to his face, is like, yo, bro, are you ready? He's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> but like I bring that up, Devin, because and to, to well, to the three of you really, because how many times do you go ahead and see Ferrari want to go ahead and like really do something like that for like a specific client base? Because I remember Cody and I talked about this. That wasn't all the Paganis in the world, but it was a lot of the ones that were US based, which is, which there's several of them. But to be able to go ahead and re- uh, unite all those clients like that and put on such a special event and still individualize it for every customer or every client here in the United States, like we don't see that very often. Would you, would, would you agree? Not at all. Like Bugatti's just kind of slowly getting there. Like they mm-hmm. just did their grand tour a few weeks ago, which was pretty cool. But it's like, so the first one I went on when we first got the Roadster was in Nashville. We show up and the first person you meet is Ratio. Oh, that's so cool. And the whole family, it's not just Ratio, the whole family goes. And they are just the nicest people. Like I sat with, sat with Chris Horatio's son and spoke with him for hours. And these aren't people who just like, oh, Pagani is the greatest. These are people who are enthusiasts. Like Horatio and Chris are huge portion Ferrari fans. He's got a GTZ, Carrera GT. 
that is slammed and he's got a 918 and they have an F12 TDF and they like love these cars. And I'm just talking with him about cars, not Pagani, just like, so why not? What are you doing? He's just like super passionate about it and just loves it. And then the, the passion they put from that into their own cars is unbelievable. And the relationship they have with their clientele base is unreal. And also just all the clients who pick up those cars are very, very wonderful people. Like I'm, I'm buddies with like a lot of them and they are just, so fun to be around and once the reduno comes together it's like just a bunch of i i like it's weird to say there's a bunch of buddies meeting with cars and just it's like even horatio and chris like they know like the first time i met him in nashville and then a year later he memorized everything about me my name what i do like everything and this is a guy who makes i think they have like almost 500 cars like over 200 300 clients and he knows everything like Amazing. my family, like what I like, what I do. He's like, he's like, oh, so how's school in San Diego? Like, like how's this car you guys have doing? Like all this stuff, and it's it's like wild because like Ferrari doesn't do that. And I know, yeah, I was like, gonna say, would, would, would respectfully, like, would Winkleman do that? Like, no, no, hell no, you know. And I and I love Lamborghini, right? I think we, I think the four of us collectively, we do, we appreciate and love Lamborghini to a certain extent. But like, I'll be the first person to tell you i don't think stefan winkleman will be able to go ahead and remember every lamborghini current customer right now and of course lamborghini's got a little bit of a longer history but it's not that much longer it maybe like has 30 years right but like the crazy thing is that unlike unlike horatio stefan winkleman has been the guy that's only been in charge for the last few years horatio founded the company and he's still at the helm the only guy that i can imagine that could have that sort of relationship with his clients. The only person that could come close is Christian, Christian Van Koenigsegg. Like that's the only guy. He really isn't. Yeah. And, and like, I, you have a car on order from them and it's just, it's crazy to see the difference. Right. Don't be wrong. Koenigsegg's awesome. They make probably the most in like in terms of mechanical, I don't know how to put it just a, ex exploration. Mm -hmm. They're top, right? But it, it was crazy seeing the difference from being this car versus that car and the experience you get with both companies. I got gotcha. you. Hey Matt, I want to ask you a question, bro, because obviously you 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 were a young dude who is you know upcoming <clears throat> um in this in this just all of car culture, but you know, you present yourself as someone who is vastly knowledgeable. Um, and I mean that um I think that. You you bring so much to the table at such a young age, you know when when you when you're hanging out with you know people such as Devin and his crew, and you're hanging out with Cody who who has been in the in the game for a while. Like, what is, what is the influence that these guys you feel bring onto you? Other than the fact that yeah, they have access to cool cars, but what do you think it is about them? And this isn't a sucking up to them type session here. I, I just, I'm curious to know, what do you think about these two individuals? What is the influence that they've been able to go ahead and bring to you in a positive standpoint? And what do you think of it is about them that makes them the people who they are today? I think the main thing for me is just to like share for the love of cars. Like we all love cars the same way and we're all equally just as passionate about it. So it's like, <clears throat> it's really hard for us to, you know, not get along when we are like just we're all equally as passionate about the same thing, like to the same level. We're all just as crazy. It's all we, you know, we eat, sleep, breathe cars. And it's like our favorite thing ever. 
And that kind of helps us, you know, bond and become friends and have the relationship that we do because, you know, we're very, we're very driven people for cars. It's all we care about. I feel that. Devin, you know, you being a little bit older than that, you see a you know a younger dude coming up like him in the game, and like he's so. You might be the same age, actually. Are you guys really? Oh, it's the it's the beard. I'm older. I'm older. Believe it. It's the beard, Devin. My bad, bro. My bad. Devin just looks like an adult. Matt just looks like he's six. It's it's flip flop. I got I got you. I know Cody's older than you guys by a couple years and whatnot, but yo. Yo, if anybody's a grandpa, it's 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 yours truly right over here. Just celebrated my thirty fourth the other day, um, which is wild to me. <laughs> but let me ask you, Devin, because like you know, you you were mentioning earlier, you know, you met Matt and you were like, who is this kid and what is he and whatnot. But now that you've been able to go ahead and get to know him and you see what he can bring to the table, what is it to you about Matt for of his? car knowledge and his car passion that you go ahead and see him and you're like yeah man this 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 dude brings a good positive thing to the table i'm i'm I'm, yeah i'm gonna put you guys all on the spot uh it's it's a very short list i'd have to say (laughs) Uh, i'm kidding Um, damn what a roast session i love it like with the with these cars you get a lot of like like obviously car spotting has become a large thing right yeah naturally just driving these things around like people come up to you and like approaching all the time and it's like usually always like it's very like i'm like it's very friendly like i love love sharing the cars like my favorite thing to do with them but it's it's different when people are like just for cars or like just actually like seeing like oh my gosh like let's hang out but like the cars are just a benefit right like we don't have to own cars but obviously we all like cars so that's what we're gonna do you know like and matt as well as me, like Pagani is our favorite brand, and Cody's not there yet, but he will be because way Whoa, back. so close. Um, I don't like it's it's because now we just get to do the experiences around these cars that like we both fantasized over. Like I grew up, like I got into cars from I played Forza Horizon, like the very first one, Colorado Springs, right? That was my my thing. That's how I got into cars, right? And then yeah. It was always for me. I know it's gonna like just such such a just you know that car. It was R thirty five GTR. I was like, wow, dude, R thirty five GTR. And I know like ah oh, GTR super like, <laughs> whatever. I was tw- how old was I? Ten something. Yeah, I was ten. Like yeah, I don't know. I love that car. Right. And then like two years later, like my dad walks up. He goes, Devin, let's go. Let's let's go down the street to the dealership and we're gonna go look for a GTR. I'm like, no way. That's crazy. He like he picked up a 2014 Nissan GTR, and I was ecstatic. And like my dad, being the dude he is, was just like, "All right, here are the keys. I don't have my license, don't have anything." He's like, "Yeah, just go. I trust you. Don't get pulled over." Like, I'm just like, "Don't get right. pulled over." <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I was amazing. Like, I, and still until that day, we still have that car, and it's like my still my favorite car. Like, even though the collection's obviously amassed to like, yeah, stuff worth way more than that, and like all this, like that car for me was still my like Halo car. Like that was the one for me that was like, wow, R thirty five GTR for like what it was and all this, and like that was my dream car as a kid. Like now I just get to daily that car and like just drive it around everywhere and just it's wild but like 
even though like all the other cars have came like that's still like my that's the one for me and that's just how it is obviously stuff changes like i obviously like other cars as well and i like now my new dream car is a zona chinque roadster which is never obtainable because the guy will never sell it because how many chinque how many chinques are out there like less than 10 right five and there's five coops five roadsters yeah god yeah um but the owner i've talked to personally and said if i if this car is ever for sale i'll be dead so (laughs) So i was like yeah that that makes sense so that one's off the table no for sure i mean they they are truly special cars you know for for those who not who who's um knowledge of a bugani isn't that great and by the way mine's mine's not at all that great but i do remember the cinque is special because even though it's got an entirely different engine than the Zonda R, it's by and large basically a road legal um, Zonda R, if I'm not mistaken. That was the closest thing that that got to, if, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah. So there was there was 10 customers who basically said, so we have these Zonda Rs and mm-hmm. they're not street drivable. Let's make them street drivable. And then that became the Chinque project out of Hong Kong, right? And there was five yeah. coupes, five roadsters most of them in white. And then there's a couple of Skittle ones sprinkled around There's a red, green, yellow, and orange and everything. All the other ones are the same spec with some hints of different changes, but all white, red stripe chinkways. Yeah. I mean, they're truly special cars. They, they, they really are. Cody, I'll, I'll ask you this because, you know, and we, and we talked about it um, earlier and I know you said it's, it's about the authenticity, right? Um, it's about the fact that, I remember talking to you about this, like, hey, let's go, you know, I don't care if you are worth 500 mil or if you're worth two bucks, if you want to go ahead and have Raising Cane's with me, let's go have Raising Cane's. And that's, you know, that's, that's what I love about you is, is the fact that you, you are no holds barred. You have, you, 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 you give zero Fs, but that's what makes you to me the, the amazing person that you are. And then you go ahead and see these two individuals who, who, who are a little younger than you are and whatnot. You see them upcoming uh, through this game and whatnot from different, from a different perspective, obviously, but you're still seeing it. Like you look at Matt, you look at Devin, you know, what, what do you see that those T that these two in particular bring to car culture? I know I'm putting you on the spot, man, but Hey, we did it to you guys. Might as well go ahead and put Cody on there too. I mean, my biggest thing was I knew me and Devin would really click because the time, one of the times we were hanging out one night, we went to in and out. Like it was almost closed. It was like one 30 AM. And there was three kids. They got out of a car. They're like, Holy shit. It's a nine eighteen. And he goes, well, I can't give all three of you a ride. So play rock, paper, scissors. And whoever wins gets a ride. Like, I was like, that's some shit I would do with the yeah. LFA or with the SVJ or something. So it just, you know, it just makes sense. We both have a similar mindset. We really want to bring more kids up in the car community instead of, you know, the douchey owner that doesn't want kids sitting in it. Doesn't want any of that stuff. Like even Tyler has the same mentality. It's like, bro, it's just a seat. Like, give kids rides, let kids fall in love with these cars. Like for me, cars kept me in line. Like I, I didn't get any trouble my whole life. I didn't do anything stupid. And that's all because I just wanted to be around cars. And I know it's the same for Devin and I know it's the same for Matt because it's, it's just how it is for all of us. Um, and then Matt's just like, I mean, he's been my go-to for years. Like that's just, he's like a little brother. So mm-hmm. he's just always there. Like it's not really an option. If he's not huh. there, if he's not welcome, I won't be there type of thing. So it's a, it, you guys have a a, a really great. I can't, I'm sorry, Matt. I can't right now. <laughs> Matt, put your teeth in. 
that's why I met that kid. Is this kid's like, oh yeah, can I go in the Pagani? I'm like, sure, I don't care. And this kid's riding around with his teeth out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Very first but, time I met him, I took my teeth out and his wire up. Oh, ever since, God. I've hated it. Absolutely hated it. <laughs> I'm like, I though. just met this kid and I didn't know his teeth came out. Like, <laughs> he's got no teeth. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Devin, I know that we're getting close to that. Oh no, actually, we still got we still got quite a bit of time. So we'll, we'll go ahead and keep we'll keep going here. Um, you know, you guys were all just hanging out uh or this past weekend. I know you you, you told us about the 918, and you know, Cody went ahead and helped you out and whatnot. Uh, you know, what are some of your favorite adventures that you could go ahead and think of that involve these two hooligans right here that you can say, yeah, that's that's the type of stuff that I that Anything that's why I love Everything <laughs> in the last three months. Yeah. Well, what do we got? What, what What's happened in the last the three first months? The real one was the, the Reduno escapade. And yeah. that was nuts because obviously Matt's favorite car of all times is Zonda. As being someone who was driving a Zonda, I was naturally gonna. So that was very fun. Um, and I don't think I don't think you mentioned is we got both of them in this collection. I don't think I don't think you you I think you, I think you called it a Huayra R, but it's a Zonda R. I'm because I'm a piece. I'm a piece of lard, Devin. To be quite honest with you, I actually don't know cars that well. I'm just kidding. No, I did not. No, I, you're right. I, I didn't realize that the Zonda R was right there. I, I only acknowledged the Wyra, and now I feel like an idiot. But, like, dear Lord, and this – oh, man, this is insane. Oh, my God. The tormenting tarmac so, continues to put me in places that I just do should not be in. But that's so insane. Car that Do you know that video of Cody and them? Yeah, of course. That was this bad boy, right? Yeah. So that, that car, out of everything I've driven, I've driven some – I've been very blessed to drive some pretty nuts stuff. There's nothing that'll beat the driving experience of that car. And these two can attest because we've been in it multiple times now and I've got to drive it a lot now since we took it out a couple weeks ago. I'm taking it out in a couple weeks again. That car will just be one of my boats. It is that car is nuts. It is fast and the sound is un just unbelievable. And that it, car is it, actually terrifying. Like that car is actually looks, ridiculous. The car just sounds like it's pissed off and angry and the downshifts that's yelling and it's so mechanical. It's so loud. Like if you have your phone inside, the, the mic cuts off and phone outside, the mic cuts off, you know, like it's so loud. I think the exhaust reads at like 127 decibels. And it's just like, it is the most driving experience of any car I've ever experienced tenfold. And then so the first experience I got with Matt was he was like, Zondas are my halo car. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, and my, my my dad is sitting there. And obviously it's his car because I can't afford that shit. Obviously I'm 20, you know, like it's <laughs> impossible. My dad's like, and luckily, like I like, you can ask these two. My dad is just like. A he seems character. like the, 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 the just no, like he seems like he's the absolute shit. And I mean, Damon I mean is that. the yeah. shit. Damon is like the perfect dog. explanation of Damon. Damon is yeah. the goat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I could tell. So he just he loves sharing these cards with people, right? And and he like trusts that with me because I, he like he's like he's obviously you not know, around to just go drive these cars and share them with people. So he's like, okay, you go do it. And you have fun. And you trust me with that. So we're sitting there with the Zonda and then I'm looking at Matt. Matt's just walking around this car for hours. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, 
Look at Dan. I was like, we got to get this kid in this car. He's like, all right. So we go up to the little Italian dude. We're like, hey, I need two race suits. And Cody couldn't fit in one. So my dad's like, all right, I'll just give him mine. And then we just we just started ripping. Right. Just, and it was unreal. And like, that was like my first main experience with all of them together. Name that I get Nikayla included. Um, shout out to Nikayla. Shout out to Nikayla, of course. And then, like, after that, like, we did a bunch of other stuff. I mean, me and Cody did the trip to Connecticut, which was super fun. We also did with all of us, what was a couple weeks ago? Uh, we had birthday. the what? Penn's birthday. Oh, yeah. Um, we did a buddy's birthday party in uh, Vegas, which was nuts. Just, just some super, super fun stuff. My favorite experience is probably Reduno or Car Week. I mean, Car yeah. Week. Oh, Car Week was fun. Car Week is so, really the best. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Matt, Matt went ahead and told us about his experience at, at, at Car Week, but Cody and I mean, I live as Cody knows. I live vicariously through whatever everything Cody posts and whatnot. And but, but I still want to hear it from you and all, and I'd love to hear it from you too, Devin. Like, you know you guys were just all over the place and it wasn't like, Oh, you were going to all these parties and stuff like that. You were just experiencing what I loved about it. And, 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 you know, Cody has a, such a great way of, you know, via his Instagram and, and all his work is like, I feel like he puts the people that he, that are looking at his work. He puts us like, you put us right in the middle of it. Right. I remember what the, the, the time we did the nights of the photography roundtable, Cody, your words were, I don't edit because I'm trying uh, a, you really don't like it, but, but in reality, what you're trying to go ahead and do is also like, kind of like put us in that raw moment of like, this is literally what I'm seeing at this moment in time. And the way that you go ahead and do that for us via your storytelling on Instagram, like that's literally what you do. And the way that you did that for car week, the last two years, like, damn, bro. Like you, <laughs> you got us like right there in the middle of Carmel and Monterey. Like I felt like I was there with you. Well, some people hate all my stories and stuff, but I don't really care. Whatever. I'm gonna. If, keep if somebody doesn't, I, I mean, do. if they don't, then they're just, you know, I don't know what to say. But Go it's ahead. cool. It's like to document the things I do is it's fun. Like yeah. all three of us up here don't live normal lives at all. One thousand percent. I'm not living a normal life either in the past two years, bro. That's what I'm saying. So it's like you've you sucked me into stuff. Yeah. Like, you know how sick it is to give it. Like God forbid, I give one eight year old, fifteen year old kid the reason to do what I do. And then you have another one like me. And it's just like, you never know whose life you're really going to touch. And it's super sick. Like, and Devin is all about the same thing. It's like, dude, car week, our main goal was to give all these car spotters and all these people who love cars, the opportunity to see all of our cars. So like we weren't going to parties. We were driving up and down 17 mile. We were letting kids into the car grom's house to take photos. Like we were just doing a lot of stuff for like more so for for the people who are actually there who enjoy it. Like you can tell too when you let people in. Like it's crazy. Yeah, bro. Devin picked me up from the airport of Monterey in a nine eighteen. Like that's crazy. It's not <laughs> normal. Bro, I get my Uber from the airport was a nine eighteen. Like that's just nuts. I, I, I waited for an hour and a half for this kid because like my flight gets in a yada yada. I'm like, all right. So I was sitting there. There's a bunch of car spotters around, right? So I just cycled them through, going around the airport in circles. They all loved it. I mean, that like a lot of cars get dropped off at the airport, and all of our stuff did because we just just flew in. So it's really cool, actually. All the, all the cars were on the runway, and then I was like, oh, well, I gotta wait back for this kid." And this kid's like an hour late, and I'm like, "I right, great." So I'm just sitting there giving car spotters rides, and Matt comes and he's like, 
Well, my bag's gonna take like five minutes, and like forty-five minutes later, I'm sitting there <laughs> in the lane, of my heart, and I'm like looking at Matt, and like, what is going on, dude? And he's like, "Oh, I got my bag." All right. <laughs> like I can't believe I just waited for this kid an hour, oh, and five minutes. Everyone's running around Monterey already, just messing around, and I'm just sitting here at the airport waiting for this dude. <laughs> Literally I mean, at least you got a nine eighteen to be able to go ahead and catch up to all of them, even though you're going to be in the middle of like heavy traffic. Oh, but still, a lot faster cars, dude. I mean, yeah, it's true. That's, that's the sad thing. I mean, I think we showed up to the airport with it was a TDF, a Saber, a SF ninety, a roof turbo arc, um, the Huayra MVBC, and the nine eighteen. That's yeah. that's a list of cars that is. Not normal. Like when you say an F12 TDF and then you mention every other car that you mentioned, it makes the TDF look extremely, extremely normal. And let it be known right now, the TDF is the farthest thing from normality ever. And that's wild. I mean, you just, that's the first time I've ever heard the word a McLaren Saber in a sentence, not being in a journalistic standpoint. Like, I'm sorry, that's crazy. Oh, I'm not saying it's good or anything of that nature, but it's it's just one of those crazy things that, you know, we talked about this earlier. We like hypercars where we are today. Um, they they were crazy back when we first saw them. And what would you guys? Actually, let me just ask you this right now: If you guys had to go ahead and pick one car that you feel was like the absolute start of what a hypercar is, would we agree that it's probably is it the Veyron, or would you agree? Would you say it's McLaren something F1. else? McLaren F one, the F one. Okay, so, dude, I think I honest to God think the Holy Trinity pioneered the term hypercar, and sure. people are now going back in time calling these other cars hypercars, which is fair because for their time, they were way better than like the current supercar. Mm -hmm. But I do think the Holy Trinity pioneered the term hypercar. So to you, the Holy Trinity, I'm assuming you're talking P1, 918, um, 918 and laugh. Okay, cool. I, I, I only ask, and I, know, I don't want to be be killed in in the comments or anything like that oh, no. but like i the one of the original holy trinities that i think of is slr enzo zonda that's that's to me the original holy trinity so sometimes i i i want to make sure that i'm on the same wavelength but i i, I feel that matt where, where are your thoughts what what to you was the original hypercar because devin said f1 cody says the 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 holy trinity what do you what about you so I think, like Cody said, the the term hypercar was definitely coined by the 918, the the um, La Ferrari and the P1. But yeah. I think like for cars of that caliber, the original was probably the F1 because it was like for its day way ahead of everything else. You know, like the center seat, mm -hmm. the V12, it was the fastest car, broke the speed record. So I would say that I wouldn't say that car was a hypercar for its time. It was just considered a supercar, but <laughs> it was a completely different car than everything else that was out there. So I think that like set the motion for all these other manufacturers to make these top speed, high performance, just like limited production, crazy cars. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel that. I mean, I, I think all three of your answers are, are, are vastly different um, and I appreciate them. I think you're all right in a, a certain aspect. I still think to myself, like, you know, the Veyron did some like super nutty stuff. So I, I, I don't know. I guess you could go ahead and put it wherever you want to. Hell, there, there might be people that even go ahead and say that their original hypercar may have been the F40. I'm not sure I'd agree with that, but like, I've heard that, uh, you know, people, people, some people say that, not everyone, but like, 
you look at where the hypercar is in 2023 and you know we look at what a McLaren Saber is and then a Senna and some other stuff and like some of these other bespoke boutiques that are now making their own hypercars, whether or not they use like, you know, petrol engines or whether or not they use electric, like you see all these things coming about and Devin, I'll start with you and you're, you're looking at it. Like, do you, do you think it's oversaturating the hypercar market or do you say, do you welcome it and say, Oh, like it's just something new because I mean, a lot of these hypercars, it's starting to go ahead and kind of like really blur the lines of like uh, how much difference is it between them other than the ones that are, you know, a Pagani in particular. Pagani is obviously very striking, right? Yeah, I think it's like it's definitely oversaturated. You have a bunch of like different companies that don't have much history. Right. Like, I don't know if there's any Zinger fans in here with a C, not Singer. Yeah. Sing. The, Z- like, the, the Zinger. Zinger for yeah. Me, like, what even is that you know and like, yeah yeah cody you you were at the uh you were at the unveiling at mclaren scottsdale where you can i say that yeah i can yeah oh yeah 100 yeah i mean i've seen the car multiple multiple times and every single time i still think it's like a pointless car like like it's cool what they did and i like that they 3d printed a ton of their parts if not all of them not 100 sure i don't know a ton about the car but yeah. i don't the car looks good uh, no one knows how the car really performs. I haven't seen many videos on it. Maybe I'm just ignorant to the car because I don't really care about it, but I just don't really think it's that, that cool of a car. Like right. I, it's, I see what they're trying to do and I definitely give them props for making a car. I don't, I haven't made a car, but I'm just saying, I don't really think it's that crazy of a car, honestly. Sure. Yeah. And I didn't mean to interrupt Devin. I just remember him going to the Zinger to the Zinger event. Cause it happened earlier this summer at McLaren Scottsdale. And I know that McLaren Scottsdale is, now the official dealership here in Arizona, if you want to order a Zinger, you can go ahead and order it through McLaren Scottsdale. Not that I'm giving a plug to McLaren Scottsdale, but McLaren Scottsdale, if you want to go ahead and holler at your boy and let me drive some of your stuff, I'm here for you, baby. Um, but back to the hypercar thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it is becoming a little bit oversaturated, isn't it? Yeah, and like like especially because like we've been looking into these cars, right? Like looking into buying some of them and you get like a lot of weird interesting cars popping up that you're like what is this you know like a bunch of different stuff like another company that like like some people would say hennessy i don't think so i think hennessy's had its history i think they're able to do that with the venom and everything i understand that and a car that we actually that'll actually be here in three days is the batista right the penetrating batista which is oh sick like, but that's like another hypercar that just came out. Like, you got Rimac Navarra's running around. You got like Koenigsegg's doing their thing, which Koenigsegg's established, you know, but you got mm-hmm. like a bunch. And like, no offense to my boy Tim, but like Zenvo, I like they also just popped up out of nowhere, you know, just started making, sure. you know, you have a bunch of these companies that are just pumping out hypercars because there's a market for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But at some point, when you got each of these car brands making 150 hypercars, there won't be. Right. Especially when you have older hypercars that can be like, I don't think anyone's taking a Zenvo over a Huayra or a Singer over a Senna even, you know, like, yeah. So that's just like all these new companies coming out with hypercars is it's difficult to say it's not oversaturated, especially when you have brands that are already known for hypercars. For sure. By the um, way, for 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 those who, for those who might oh go ahead Cody over a Senna right now. Do you hear me, Devin? What? Pretty sure somebody I know is getting a singer over a Senna right now. A zinger. 
Oh, Zinger. Okay, good, good. I was going to say. Singer, Singer is not even a hypercar. It's just art, but that's different. Is there someone that we know that is getting a Singer that I should be made aware of? Yeah. Maybe there is. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice, dude. Do, do you yeah. get to name it? Do you get? Do they get to name it a cool commission name? I one thing I'll give Singer and shout out. The, this is sing reimagined by Singer. Obviously, is what we're yeah, discussing here. Yeah, not Zinger. Um, one thing I always appreciated about them is I do love the way that they name their commissions. That 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 is one of my favorite things about them. What do you have? Can you name what the commission will be? Do you have one? Not, not yet. I mean, we or we have a DLS Turbo on order. Um, Shoot. That'll be here in two years, roughly, and we have okay. no. Uh, I do have the what we're doing with the paint, but I can't unveil that because it's really special. So maybe we'll make something off of that. All right, for sure. No, for sure. No, re respect, man. Congratulations to you and and the whole crew there and the family. That a singer, man. That's no joke, bro. And uh, I mean, two years when you really think about it in singer terms, it's actually not that long. <laughs> considering like other people have a longer wait list to get their singers. And, yeah, and like like Koenigsegg. Okay. Yeah, what? All right. Chill Let's out. Put this way. Let's put it this way. We've had a Jamer on order since 2019 and our allocation has got pushed back to 2027. That's crazy. It's wild. That's wild. Though, years for a car. Yeah. Um, Matt, you, you, let me get your quick thoughts on the hyper, on the hypercar thing here really quickly. Cause I, I think it's a fascinating topic and I, I agree with Devin that it's really, it, it's wild. I'll, I mean, I'll give at least the pin, I'll, <clears throat> I'll at least give pin and Farina credit because at least anybody who's a car enthusiast has known what pin and Farina brings to the table, considering that they were designing, um, and Ferraris. you know Ferraris for for thirty plus forty plus years actually more than forty plus years. The car is beautiful. Uh, yes, yeah, sixty plus years I should say. Um, so there's at least a history there from a design standpoint, and now they're adding, you know, electric. And I mean, I talked with Kent. Shout out to Kent of Kentington. Um, a, a few months back, he 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 drove in a Bautista, and a, he told me it was one of the wilder experiences he's ever had, um, and whatnot. So I mean, that's understandable. But you know. With what we're discussing here, Matt, do you like this? So many people trying to go for the hybrid car. Do you find it a little annoying? Where are you at? I think it's really easy to make a hybrid car. I think it's very difficult to like keep that name and that like that notion going. Like car, like companies, like like they've all said like Pagani, Bugatti, and Koenigsegg. Those are the like top dogs. Those are the guys who've been doing it for a long time. They have history. They have been making cars for a very long time. They're here to stay. I think that a lot of these other companies who are like pushing cars out won't last as long and they probably will kind of fall off and die off because like I said, it's 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 hard when you have like the choice between a Zinger with a Z or a like Koenigsegg or a Pagani, these companies that have been around for so long and they've done their, you know, testing, they've beaten these cars and they put them through the like the ringer whereas opposed to this new company where you have no idea like what the car has to offer you know it's it's kind of a it's a very interesting thing to me but i think it's 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 easy to like say you're making a hypercar but it's probably not going to be as easy to like keep making hypercars and staying in that status yeah cody i know that you and i have talked in the past like you know you like to go ahead and dabble in like you know seeing what can be what can hold value what cannot hold value and as the as more of these boutiques continue to go ahead and produce these cars like how do you feel like 
if people, let's say like people were going to buy them secondhand or something like that. And I know that we're just, I know we're talking about a, a level of car that's mo- out of most people's brackets here, but it's always fun to kind of discuss, especially because we have someone that's within the bracket. So I can respect that. Um, but like, I know that it might be hard, but you who studies that market, like, how do you, how do you view that? And like, can they hold it? Like, because the problem yeah, with I these cars is they make so little of them, right? The good cars will always skyrocket is what I like, is what I believe. So like Koenigsegg is not necessarily uh, reliable. They're not right. a very reliable brand, but they're making every single piece to that car in house. That's the difference between like when you have, when you have the heart of a Mercedes in your car, like Pagani, it's yeah. easier to have a reliable vehicle or like when sure. you have your sensors are made from Maserati, it's a lot easier. But when you're building everything in-house, I think I think that's what will drive the appeal for a brand like Koenigsegg and will keep them valuable, valuable because they're doing it all in-house right. and they're pushing boundaries as to where like some of these brands are just trying to, they're trying to build these crazy track weapons or these tra- crazy fast cars and they like, they can do it, but we don't know how long, we don't know how, how well they don't really necessarily look as good. Like if you see the outline of an Agera or any Koenigsegg, you know, you know, exactly. It's like, you know, it's a Koenigsegg. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no if, ands or buts. You see a Pagani. Same, same with the Pagani. Or a Waira. A hundred percent, bro. If I saw a Zinger, I would think that's a kit car on the road. I'd be like, what the hell is that? Like cool. Cause I've never seen it before, but I wouldn't go chase it. If I saw the silhouette of an Agera RS, I'm going over curbs, doing whatever it takes to go find the car. So I think these these other brands that are trying to just make new cars probably won't really make it in the long run. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate to say because it's cool seeing a lot of people trying to do it, but you can't just jump into the game and be like, "Hey, we've got a four million dollar car. How about you buy it?" Right, and that's the and that's the problem that I sometimes go ahead and get a little bit frustrated about is the fact that like, you know, th- these people without history, they just like it's like they're trying to money launder in a way, and like. What happened to me? I don't mean that res- disrespectfully, but like it's true. You like you see some of these peeps, you see some of these brands, and they're like coming into the game. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go ahead and like put like a million dollars into this car, but we're gonna go ahead and try and sell it for five or six. It's like, well, where's the cachet? Like, where's the value here? You know what I mean? Like, especially for those electric hypercar brands. And by the way, I don't have a problem with a hypercar brand or a hypercar being electric. Like. Because at that point, when you're getting into hypercar territory, you're like performance becomes like the up one of the utmost most important things. So like if you put in design plus with something extremely quick, and because electric, especially if you master it correctly, yeah, like that's gonna appeal to that respective buyer, and I can respect that. But and I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper in any way, shape, or form because I'm not. I can. I mean, if I was a gatekeeper, I would have gone and said, nah, well, Pagani can go out and screw off because, you know, the, B- Horatio was at Lamborghini for like however long. And all of a sudden, he, no, that would be disrespectful, right? Because P- Horatio has been able to go ahead and put his footprint in the game and try and, and, and has built something just like Christian has. But like I see, I'm seeing it more and more and more. These people that who just say, I'm going to go ahead and build a hypercar and I'm going to go ahead and charge you this much for it. Like, I can appreciate Mate Rimats coming into the game because not only what he created with Navera and and the first and the first concept, but like you see where he is now, he's the CEO of Bugatti. You know, like he 
he's actually doing something with 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 what he's been able to build. Whereas, I don't know, not Pin and Farina. I'm trying to let's use Zinger. I'm not trying to trash him, but like, what is Zinger bringing to the table that's different to anyone else within the game? Does that make sense? A hot dog style seating. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's nothing crazy about it other than the 3D printed parts, legitimately, which is like, you know, cool. You're but so can, but everybody else can. Like yeah, you're not really pushing any boundaries. You're just like, yeah, yeah, we can make that stuff, but it's like HRE unveiled a fully 3D printed wheel five years ago. So it's like right. we're we're not really past the tech, but it's like it's not like it's oh wow. Mm-hmm. They put a, they put a naturally aspirated W16 into something. That would interest me. Yeah. But how do you see that type of thing biting some of these brands in the ass in the next couple of years? Yeah, these brands won't be around. I think they'll sell a few cars and then those few cars will just be like kind of whatever. And I'm sure they'll have like a small market, but they're going to depreciate. Because they're so small of them. There's there's so little of them. Like even some Koenigseggs have depreciated like Regueras. Like me and Devin talk about this all the time. There we get that's crazy, Devin. Everyone look at Devin's screen right now. Pause for a second. <laughs> what was that? I didn't even actually can we just can we like let's stop talking about what I was talking about? Devin, drop a banger. No, I can't. Okay, well, right. everyone, Devin has a pretty crazy car coming here in the next um 17 years, depending on whether or not never is all right, buddy. All right, buddy. Uh, but we can't speak about which car that is, even nope. though if you look hard enough, you can find it. Uh, anyways, what I was saying was the Regera, I mean, it's not doing very well in the current market, which is crazy, but it's also because it's like notoriously not a good car. Right. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't hold like the crazy record, like the Agera RS. It's still the fastest car in the world. Like Bugatti did it on their test track at 300 miles an hour, but the Gesco is going to do it on the road and it's going to murder that top speed. For sure. I mean, uh, the current record by, by technicality, the current record is two seventy seven plus, if I'm not mistaken, right? Bugatti did is technically the current record, right? And, and then for those, yeah, and then Bugatti did three hundred, but they only did it one way, and yeah. the whole and the, and the whole thing, the way again, I think it's the Guinness World Book of Records acknowledges that if it went one way and then the other, and then it averages the, out the two speeds into one, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Hence the reason why 277.9 is currently the record. I'm and they all, not on Bugatti, like Bugatti definitely at 300 miles an hour. That's they did. The super yeah. sport plus is one of the coolest cars on the market, like 100%. Yeah. But by technicalities, Koenigsegg still holds the record. Like it just, it is what it is. Like it is what it is. Cause if they did, if they did the one way thing, I'm pretty sure the Agar RS hit like 286 or 284 or something like that, which is crazy. 288. Yeah, 288 for years yeah. ago. Like how long ago was that? Almost five years ago? Yeah. 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 because yeah, if you if you remember <clears throat> in 2019, uh what 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 are they called? Uh Shelby um No SSC Tuatara, that yes. <clears throat> yep. That's another that's another one of those cars we, we talk about that like doesn't make sense. That no worth twelve dollars on a high five. I don't care. Dude, they, it is a cool I feel look. bad for that brand. It looks, it looks fast. Like it yeah. looks fast for sure, but it is very gimmicky, dude. That car is super gimmicky, which I'm not, I don't want to talk shit about them. I think it's cool that they're building another car because the original SSC Ultimate Arrow was an insane car for its time. Wild. Like, unbelievably that fast. That car, what would that do? Like 250 plus? Yeah, 250. I mean, it took down the Veyron. It was, it was a monster. It was super fast. So yeah, that, uh, that brand, I feel bad for them. And, but they did it to themselves. 
they yeah, have a thousand percent did it to themselves. So yeah, and they and they, you know actually, and when you really think about it, they they ruined uh, homeboy from Salamandran, uh, buddy. They, they like nobody took him seriously after that because they basically said, oh, you know, well the camera did not match up with the speed. Not like no, dude, you you guys tried to go ahead and put out a speed that was entirely inaccurate, and then you went ahead and tried to go ahead and pass it off like it was nothing and then shout out to tim who we just dropped on name dropped on the podcast earlier big shout out to shmi 150 who's literally one of the one of the, I the got it, I'm <laughs> he's one of the goats but like you know i know people were upset with him and uh that there was another individual who was who also was was did the math at the same time as shmi did and both of those guys obviously were right i mean it's not their fault that ssc completely drop the ball completely yeah. yeah it's hard to come back from something like that too like very yeah. hard to come back from something like that extremely you gotta drop a 300 mile an hour run as your average to come back from something like that it's it's very difficult and even then even then people are still going to be looking at you and being like mm-hmm. yeah people do you believe it let's go to do it <laughs> well now I know that we're going to get closer to the time and, and I want to be respectful of Devin. And I also want to be respectful of Matt and Cody um, with you've told us that your dad got you is what got you into cars plus Forza horizon and all that good stuff. Shout out to Damon and uh, shout out to the creators of Forza because Forza is amazing, obviously. Um, but I'm curious to know, man, with everything that you're doing with car grums and with everything that you, you know, I feel like you encapsulate car culture in such a special way. But what does car culture mean to you at your young age, Devin? And how do you feel like you can continue to evolve within car culture? I know that's a loaded question, but I'll let you answer it however you see fit. I mean, yeah, like growing up in Orange County, there's like, it's nuts to say, but even our collection of Huayra, Zondas, 918s is, there's a couple others, you know, like I hang out with people that have Zondas and like we pick up a Huayra BC, there's. 20 in parentheses of those in the world is more like 26 or 28 if you count prototypes um no those are roadsters um if you count prototypes and all stuff it's more than 20 that's just how it is um there's four of those in orange county Damn. so it's like it's wild to think of right you pick up a sure. one of 28 car and you four of them all exist within the same county is freaking yeah. wild yeah and like even even a garris is there's right. how many garris is there in orange county um i 26 of the 25 yeah no draken valhal uh vader thor, thor vader rs1 rs1 that's malibu but close enough mm-hmm. yeah so i six. mean yeah that's still la metro right obviously yeah yeah and it's wild to think that those cars are all here like there's not a car that we don't have out here you know and it's like yeah. So what even even with these cars, right? Can I do differently to make this different, right? And I know a lot of the owners of those cars are very nice people, but we drive our cars a lot, Amen. a lot. Um, I, we're not one of those people who are like, yeah, we're just gonna stare at it. I remember the first day my dad got that old wire roadster first Viper car he had. He's like, you know, we're gonna do like 500 miles a year. We're not gonna drive that often, like very special events. And the first four days, we had 726 miles. On the that's top. the well, that's Track what I'm car. talking about, bro. 
And ever since then, it's like, hey, he's like, I was like, so what change? He's like, that shit's way too fun. I'm like, hey, I mean, that's up to you, brother. So now it's just like, it's, we, we've kind of moved into driving and sharing the cars is more the idea, you know, like I've been very blessed to be put in a spot where I get to drive these, I'm 20 years old and I'm driving around BCs and Zondas and 90, like stuff like kids only dream. So like for me, my favorite thing to do is to share that with people. Like we were at dinner the other night in Palm Springs and I'm, I'm just, I'm on my phone and I see this kid goes, Oh my gosh, I'm here. Like, can I get a ride? And I walked out from dinner, mid dinner. I go, you got five minutes to get in the car. And the kid looked at me like, what? And I was like, open the, open the door and get in the car. And he was sh- shitting his pants. Right. Looking for a ride. And, and we dropped off and he, I looked at his stories. He had like 10 stories up. That's and just talking about just the reason that you can make someone's day or even like month, like it's just, that's it's all worth it you know like from someone who's like used to love r35 and i still do like i still absolutely love that car like moving into stuff that like this really heavy iron and stuff that like will continue to be certain people's dream cars you know like i want to make that happen like because i know if i was a kid and i saw some driving that car around i would absolutely want the same thing you know and like at the end of the day it is just a car and as much as we love them, they're just cars. And if you can share an experience with someone that can change their day or their life, it is absolutely worth it tenfold to just take some time out of your day and do it. Amen to that, bro. I mean, no disrespect to Manny Koshpin, but like, no, you know, no he, yeah, you know, just kidding. Manny's nice, but he's driving his cars. He's not that's the thing. He's not driving his cars. Like he's literally got like 70 of them within this warehouse. And I mean, I understand that. And he's got the money. But like the whole point is it needs to be used. Like it's their artwork, but usable artwork. You know, you're not gonna go ahead and buy a fifty thousand dollar watch and then just like let it spin on your stand for the rest of its life. If you're gonna drop that much money on a watch. I expect you to wear that watch and like really put it to good use. And actually there's technologies that go along with that. That's the reason why it costs that much money to begin with is because it is something that's on a different level than something normal. And you spent that much money so you could go ahead and see it function. You know, yeah. when, when you're in the hyper car game or just in any car game, you know what I mean? Like shout out to my Kia Sorento, which is right over here. Like, I've got 91,000 miles on that sucker. Do you know why? Because I drive that car because it's a car. That's what you're supposed to do. And if you have a car that is supposed to be smile inducing, such as a hypercar, such as, you know, whether it's a Koenigsegg, a Pagani, a heavy hitter, Lambos, Ferraris, anything of that nature. I don't like to hear when people tell me, oh, I only put like 200 miles a year on it and stuff like that. Why? Do you know how much more happiness would be brought to you from that particular experience or that machine if you were to drive it more often people think that i I, and i mean the three of you can go ahead and probably attest to this people have this mentality of if you drive it less then the, the the memories become bigger and better when you drive once you drive it but i would disagree with that i would say the more you drive it the more you're just gonna say damn this is why I spent this much money on this car for this experience because this is why they built it for, right, guys? 
Yeah. I have a lot of good memories. I'd rather have a ton of great memories than one good memory. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I'm idiot. saying. Yeah. Like we do a lot of dumb stuff with these cars. I'm like, we took the B. It was like 1 30 in the morning and we got mad around here chasing coyotes around. We just took the B seat in and out and just like, <laughs> like this dumb stuff. Like, right. We were in the middle of like Orange County and just like, uh, one thirty in the morning at In and Out with a BC and Matt's over here running around chasing coyotes and just like stupid stuff like that. Like we took the nineteen to Canes the other night. We take the nineteen to Canes a lot actually. As I say, the nineteen has been to Canes often actually, like Very four often. times. Um, but like all these cars, you know, like it's just fun. Like they're great to drive. Like yeah, and some of them are obviously different, different driving experiences, all this stuff. But like the more you drive them, the more you get to understand about them. Like I've, I learned a lot about Pagani's of just from driving it. Right. And learning like what to do in certain situations, like how the shifting works, like all this different stuff. And like, it's like, it's fun driving them. And it's fun. Like I wash all the cars myself. Usually like, I like, Not all well, but he does do it. Yes. I wash. <laughs> Cody thinks I just waterless wash all the cars for some reason. Um, <laughs> But, like, it's fun because it's part of owning a car, you know? Like, you take yeah. care of the car, you make sure it's running good. Like, all the stuff is part of owning a car, and that's fun. That's, like, enjoying the car. It's, it's part of the experience. Treat the car like a car, and I'm not saying, like, be stupid, right? Don't curb the wheels. At least I would hope not, right? But, like, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's just, and I've said this before. Cars are different to anything else because it's something usable more so than almost anything else. And yet it can bring you such a very simple yet amazing experience based on an everyday thing. We, our society uh, has to drive cars to go ahead and get to places because we now live far from other things or just in general. And when you can go ahead and take a very simple experience such as a drive and elevate that to a whole new level, nothing, almost nothing on the planet can go ahead and be the same thing. And I think that's what makes driving such an important aspect, the most important aspect of car culture, more so than the cars themselves. Um, and it encapsulates the community in a really perfect way, right? Because you it, it's it's a it's an activity that you can do with multiple people and you guys can all be having these almost the same amount of fun but in different ways because you know Cody could be in the LFA and then Devin will be in the Wyra and then you can go ahead and put Matt in a 918 and then all your other homies are going to be in all different other things right but like you're all experiencing the same thing but in a different way it's such a cool thing it's I don't I don't know I'm 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 getting I'm getting emotional guys it's just so much no but seriously that's what car culture is all about absolutely yeah I I like I've grown up and I, every weekend it's like what show am I going to or what am I doing is Cody coming to California going with Matt and Michaela or like Cody's definitely coming this weekend because there's nothing close to a California car scene. That's true. I mean, literally, you were just there. Literally, you just got back the other day, and you're going back. I love it. Going back <laughs> next weekend, and you know, he'll probably be here the weekend after that. He's asking me if he should come out this weekend. And... 
It's just like nonstop. It was just a lot of car things to do with cars, especially if you drive them, you know. And like, shout out! I literally just watched like one of my buddy's story highlights pop up. His name's Bob. One slower, slow RX or whatever on it. One Instagram. slow CRX. Yeah, you just put forty-two thousand miles on his Wira. Yep, that's he's, what I'm talking about. He's in Florida right now. Drove it all the way from California this week. Yo, uh, how wild is it to see like oh just a random. You said a Wyra or a Zonda? You said Wyra, right? Wyra Roadster. Wyra Roadster. Just seeing it travel down the down to I ten, like that. That's just the in the middle of nowhere. That's got to be one of the most wilder sights you can ever experience as a car enthusiast, right? Okay. Every single time we're in a crazy car, that's literally one of the questions that comes up. We're like, bro, can you imagine just being like a random car dude and you just? Smell? Oh yeah. Like, could you imagine? It's. On the nights that we go somewhere at like 1 a.m., could you imagine yeah. if you're just coming home from like a party or whatever the hell you might be doing? Right. And there's Devin railing the speed limit next to you. Like, can you imagine that? Like, you're just in the wire BC and you're just cruising, and you're right. like, whatever, Civic, Subaru, whatever it may be. And you're like, you love these cars and you just have this guy flying past you at 65 miles per hour. It's literally insane. Yeah. I'm going to, okay. I remember, uh, we'll finish it on this because we're, we're going to wrap it up right here. Matt. Last time you were on, I asked you what the craziest spot was that you've ever had. And I, th- and I remember you, it, it, it had to have been some type of like crazy Bugatti or something like that. So I'm going to go ahead and ask Devin and Cody, uh, you know, the, Devin for you, you being in SoCal, but it doesn't have to just be a SoCal spot. It can be an international or anywhere in the country type spot. What has been the most wildest spot of a car that you've seen in action that you were like, what in tarnations is happening? Uh, car week doesn't count. I assume. No, no that, that it, it can't. It's got to be like a like there. a normal day. Yeah. Um, I saw a two fifty GTO ripping down PCH in Newport once, and I was pretty. Yes. And it was here visiting, and I was like, I was like, hold, like I was in the Panamera, and I was just driving. And I was like, I looked in my mirror, and I was like, hold, and I thought it was a replica, and it was not a replica because yeah. it was visiting, and I was like, holy. Like that is wild to me. That that was my favorite spot. One of my favorite spots was the whole situation how we got to go see that COK GTR in Connecticut because that was very wild. Because that for Not me, for sure, one of my favorite cars. COK GTRs is definitely up there amongst the greatest Mercedes ever made. The greatest Mercedes ever made. The greatest Mercedes ever made. Ah. Let's put it this way: people class a, a McLaren F1 as the greatest car of all time, and that's the car that whip the shit out of that car that's true i mean it's true i mean yeah i'm not clk gtrs are dope i mean i i grew up playing need for speed and the clk gtr on need for speed uh i think it would have been t- need for speed two or three clk gtr was mobbing on that game on playstation it was just so gangster i i, I love a clk gtr um i just as you know i'm privy to a 722 slr so that's that's yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. But I'm as you everybody on this call knows that's I am McLaren. dumb. But it's a it's a Mercedes with Merc, with McLaren bits. I mean they they tuned it, but it's still a Merc. That's why that's why it works as compared to you know other McLarens that don't work. <laughs> a long history of that. Fair. That's I love, true. I love talking to me some shit on some McLarens. <laughs> I like top ten things I like to do. That's, that probably, why, my, that's probably why we all get along so well. That and yeah, our hatred for McLaren. Listen, I, really like, I mean. I can talk. talk I can Regeras and McLarens. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk. I'll talk cl- crap on a McLaren any day, 
but one of the better experiences I've ever had in a car was in a 720 and it then that will forever live rent free in my head. So I I have to do that. I have to just still admit that. How about you, Cody? I mean, you you you're literally like the car spotter of the Phoenix area. Um what's been the one of the more wilder spots whether it, it, let's you can you try and keep it to Phoenix or do you or I, whatever, however you want Honestly, to. God, my most memorable random spot was in Phoenix. I'd love to see it. What I'd love to hear. What was it? Michaela and I were just, I forget where we were driving from, but the black Enzo drove past going the other direction and no. she literally jumped the curb so I could take rollers of it. So that was probably like my most memorable car spot. hundred percent. Cause Dude, like, okay. black Enzo is like insanely rare. I don't care what you think about Ferraris. If you see an Enzo on the road, it will stop you in your tracks. Oh yeah. You're losing your mind. That's a fact. For sure. Yeah. That, that's, that's such that, a yeah, crazy that's spot. Most memorable random spot. Yeah, and shout out to Nikayla for California, knowing. Like, luckily, I know most of the guys, so it's like I know where the cars will be. So it's not really right. like a spot. Like this, we were literally cruising. I think it was from lunch, like randomly on like a Saturday or Sunday morning, and I was just like, "That was definitely an Enzo." Holy shit! And she's like, "Do you want me to chase it?" And I was like, "Yeah, chase it." And there was nowhere to turn around, so I was like, "Hey, we're in the Kia. Rip the curb." And she just went over the curb, and we went and found it, and it was crazy. Yo, respect the Kia. It didn't break. It, well, <laughs> No, dude, that car is so unreliable. It's not. I want to burn that car to the ground. <laughs> my key, my key has still been very reliable, but I'm at like 91k, and I'm starting to get a little nervous, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you're at 91k uh, and it hasn't broken down, you're good. We were at 38k, and the transmission fell to the floor. Yeah, I hate that car. No, for sure. I mean, somebody said that to me about my old Focus ST. I hit a hundred thousand miles on my Focus ST, and it never blew up. And apparently, like people knew of Focus STs that had engines blown up at like twenty five k. And I was like, dear God, like nah, I'm good. He scared me though because I was like, was my car a ticking time bomb at this point? It was really wild. Um, by the way, Matt, I forgot to tell you this because. I actually thought of this after several weeks and I know what the craziest spot for me is. And I thought to myself, Oh, maybe it would have been a hurricane or something like that. But no, when I went to um, espressos and engines back in January, shout out to, to, to John Paul. Um, like I did, I know it's a car show and you kind of should expect to see wild things. But when I got there, there was a 250 Luso pulling away from that event and I don't and now it could have been real, it could have been a kit, I'm not sure, but I don't care. Like a 250 Luso, like that's that was wild, just kind of pulling away. It wasn't going speed, crazy speed. It was like literally pulling away from the parking lot. It's like 10 miles an hour. But I was just like, that's a Ferrari 250 Luso. That's that's a pretty that's nuts. That's a pretty neat spot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it was blue. True. Um Cody, do you know if that's a real car? The the blue uh, one? It was a real car. Hell yes. Yep. Yes. That's crazy that that even exists here. That's crazy that that even exists here. All right. Well, hey, guys, I, I want to thank you all so much for taking the time, hanging out with me on a Monday night right before Halloween. Um, it, it's been it, it's been such a treat being able to go ahead and catch up with Cody and with Matt, who are my homies. And Devin, I now consider you a homie. And thank you for for doing your for, for wanting to go ahead and come on and share your fun stories and share your perspective on car culture. I think you and the car groms guys are all doing such a fascinating and cool thing in, in Southern California and, and, and just continuing to ex encapsulate car culture as best as you can. And I wish you nothing but success and continuing to do that because you guys are doing the damn thing and I got nothing but respect for you guys. So keep killing it. Okay. As always. The best. For sure. 
Absolutely. You can go ahead and find Matt on Instagram at bra underscore 86. Um, you know, seeing a, a, a dope FRS, which is still for sale for anybody um, who wants to buy it. Yeah, please. Are, are we still are you are you still offering people an LFA for whoever? Buys? Yes, a ride right. in the LFA for whoever buys it. That is okay. true. 100%. Right. Whatever he says goes. Whatever he says goes. I love it. Um, you can find. <laughs> and you can find Devin at Faster LLC. And of course, you can go ahead and find at Cargroms on both Instagram and on YouTube. Um, how, how many times do you guys release videos? Every couple of weeks? Uh, they release videos when they release them. So unfortunately, guys, just keep the notifications on. And when it happens, it happens. Wait, 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 wait. December 1st, we're releasing a video every five days until the end of December. Christmas. Oh, day. I love that. So That's cool. We'll see. 15th, 20th, 25th, and 30th. I love that. But for, but I do I do highly recommend going ahead and checking out the library. Like I again, that that last video that just released right now it would have been two weeks ago by the time that this drops it probably will have been a month ago um or maybe a little more than a month ago but you'll go ahead and see devin's wira and uh, as the screen as the um as the uh, yeah as the thumbnail thank you with the with the with the wild freaking shot of the helicopter right behind it i saw that video and i literally was smiling from ear to ear and then just the entire catalog is just absolutely wild it's it, it's really insane so watch the car week week one video. I I did just watch it actually earlier during my lunch break, and I was like, "This is fucking bananas." Um, so I recommend it entirely. And of course, you can go ahead and follow Mr. Cody Nagowski, who's rocking the automobile Lamborghini hat. Which I need to get one of those, Cody. I need to make it happen. I need to buy one. Good. Screw it. I'm I'll, I'll spend whatever I have to. Um, you can go ahead and find him at CJN Photography, and then you can also find him at Cody Nagowski on Instagram because he uh, posts a lot of stuff with the uh, secured sneakers. Shout out to secured sneakers. If you guys want to see any private pictures of Devin that are like not on the internet, go to Cody Nagowski because those are the fire ones. Go to the one, go to my most recent post if you see this on Cody Nagowski and look for the pizza rocket. It's a fire flick of Devin. Get away from me, please do not. Do that. <laughs> um. And be, be on the lookout for Cody being on Tormenting Tarmac a couple of more different times before the end of the year. Um, definitely doing photography, uh, Nights of the Photography Roundtable Part 2. Um, Going to be bringing back on some of your favorite photographers here in the city, Cody included. But for now, on behalf of Matt and on behalf of Devin and on behalf of Cody, my name is Jorge Aquino. You can find us on Tormenting Tarmac on Instagram and um Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, all those places. And this is the podcast where the enthusiast never dies. I hope you guys have a great night and a happy Thanksgiving to you all by the time that this is dropped. Peace. Peace.